Hello and welcome to livealittlehigher.com. Today we continue learning Hodot Halevavot, Duties of the Heart, by Rabbi Baya Ibn Pakuda, an incredible rabbi that lived a thousand years ago in Segovia, in Spain. Until today, we keep on learning his his manual on bitajon, on how to be a person that lives with the trust in God. And that really, every time I think about it, I think it's incredible because this week, really, Hayesara, the parasha, talks about the life of Sarah. But in reality, the parasha talks about the death of Sarah. And this is exactly what it is. Like, imagine a thousand years later, we're still learning the work of Rabbi Pakuda. We're still strengthening our emunah. And his words are so relevant thousand years ago, and they're relevant today. So when a person is able to leave such a legacy to the world, he never dies. He's still alive through us. Every time you behave in the way that he taught you to behave, in the way that he taught you to think, uh, his neshama is shining through you. So <clears throat> I just wanted to make that point because it's so relevant in this week. So today we entered the fourth sphere, rega sphere regarding personal obligations, both obligations of the heart and obligations of action. So we have obligations that are internal, that are us with us, and then we have obligations that have to do with other people, with other things. So, uh, so we see that, um, that there's examples uh, of, uh, of obligations of, of the heart would be like fasting and praying, uh, doing the mitzvahs of sukkah, of lulav, of tzitzit, all these mitzvahs really, they don't, they don't have to do with anybody else, they have to do with you. And then the mitzvahs of um, the duties, as he calls them, obligations of action, have to do with honoring parents, giving tzedakah, in, in which there's an interaction with someone else. So uh, in the insights of this book, which I love, which is called Refuas Halev, if you can get it, it's a very insightful book, uh, Rabbi uh, Rubinstein uh, gives us insights that uh, that affect that there's mitzvahs that affect only you that is either benefit or harm so mitzvahs can be split into two categories as i said before they are the hovos haevarim obligations of action and hovos halevavot which are the obligations of the heart and rabbi rabbi Nobahia, of course entitled his masterpiece on faith in reference to the second category which is the hovos halevavot which are the ones that we carry inside of ourselves because really muna and bitajon really is something personal. Your relationship with God is very personal. It has nothing to do with anybody else. It's you and him. So he discussed earlier how religious Jews and even those believed to be tzaddikim may only be playing a part and putting on a show, but inside in their hearts they are very different. Like you can see a person from the outside and he can seem like the most incredible person and inside, he's a, he has a complete battle inside, and he's not, inside he's not what he projects. Like in the Tanya, the Alter Rebbe, he gives an example of the Benoni. The Benoni is the intermediate, is a it's who we should come to achieve to become, and that's a person that has a, a, a bad, bad uh, urges, bad uh, midot, 
<clears throat> but his 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 actions are like the actions of a tzaddik. Like inside he has a complete battle. Like he goes into the asking for sedaka and inside he feels a, he feels like, oh, how am I gonna give this sedaka? I need money for my food. I don't have enough money or whatever. He has all this, this uh, fight inside of him, this internal fight, but at the end of the day, he takes out a bill and he gives the, the sedaka. So in his uh, behavior, he, he behaves like a tzaddik, but inside, internally, a person cannot know what's going inside of this person. You, you cannot know what he's thinking, what he's feeling. You, the only thing you can see is how he behaves. So in here, Rabbi Pakuda is telling us that you, you see a lot of religious people that in the outside they would look like this religious person, but in the inside, uh, you don't know what struggles they have. You don't know if, if if they they really live up to what they look like so people see the outside but Hashem really sees the inside he sees the heart and the purpose of this work then is to root the Torah's idea in people's hearts so the idea is that you think you feel and you act in one line not that you're thinking one thing you're feeling another and you're acting in another way no the idea is that what you do is what you feel and, um, and that you learn to feel the right things, that your heart is in the right place, because it, it's important to, to align the heart to feel what is correct. You know, everything starts in the head. You're gonna feel what you're thinking. So if you're thinking not such good things, your heart is gonna be feeling not such good things. So everything starts here, the way you, you, you learn, you behave, you learn what's right, what's wrong, and you think in, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a clear way, because today people are not clear, people have it all wrong, I'm sorry, this generation with their, the values are all upside down, and they, they can like come to, to um, to make it seem right in, their, in the way they speak, but at the end of the day, the thought process is not a right thought process. So the heart won't feel the right thing, and at the end, the action won't be a good action because it's gonna come out. Eventually, it's gonna come out. How much can you hide it? So here, with regard to the fourth sphere related to Pitahon, to trust in Hashem, Rabbi ba, uh, uh, Rabbeinu Bahia is discussing Havot Halevavot and Havot Haevarim, where the mitzvot affect you alone and you do not require others to fulfill them. So he follows this with a discussion of mitzvot that require other people to be able to fulfill them, such as giving charity and teaching Torah. And the obvious problem is that the examples he cites in the fourth category spill over into the definition of those in the fifth. Performing all of them can have an effect on others. So if you're a person, for example, I remember many years ago, I used to, I used to have a beautiful house with a beautiful garden and I used to have a beautiful sukkah for Sukkot and I used to host 50 people every meal. This was the good old days. And one day we had this couple that was living in our community. We invited them with their children. And I had a, 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 um, another uh, two families, uh, Russian families, uh, that are from, that they, they live a from life. And I told them, I need you to really inspire this man. And uh, one of them got up and started talking about how his life in Russia used to be as a Jew, like how they, 
had to hide their identity in, in Russia, how they couldn't live an open Jewish life. Like even their names were not Jewish names because it was dangerous. So the, so the, the person that came to the dinner, this family that came to the dinner, uh, was very taken by him because he was saying how, how blessed they were to, to be able to live in a country where they could be openly Jewish and they had no problem and they could be who they were. And they, this took, it really hit the court. And this family started coming to the synagogue, they started coming for Shabbos, they started bringing their children. Today they keep Shabbat. So they're, they're, what he's saying is that, for example, the, the mitzvah of sukkah, Really, it's a, a mitzvah of the, of the inside, of the heart. It has to do be with you. But it can influence other people too. So whatever is going inside of you can influence another person too. But that's not the intention. Eventually, this is a ripple effect of it. It's going to be. Like I remember my husband was once praying. Uh, in a, we were in a cruise and he was praying in the minyan. And a man came next to him and he says, when I see you pray, it, it makes me want to become religious. And, and, and this man was religious. <laughs> so, but when he say, saw my husband pray, he saw the connection with God when he was praying. This is what he was saying, like, I don't have that. Maybe I pray three times a day, I pray, I do everything, but I don't, I don't see what I see in this other man. So, yes, these are mitzvot that have to do with you and you, and, and Hashem, this is you and God, that you wouldn't think they're external, that you don't think they would have to do with anybody else. But at the end of the day, they, they, they reflect. They, they, it's like a sun, they, they reflect. So even though that is certainly true, directly affecting others is not the primary purpose of these mitzvot. This is not the intention of, of these mitzvahs of the heart. Such as, for example, the mitzvah of giving tzedakah or honoring your parents or teaching Torah, which are external. So the list of mitzvot that the Chovot Halevabot cites here in relation to the fourth sphere is sukkah, lulav, tzitzit, observing Shabbat, and yom tov, as well as stopping yourself from breaking the Torah's laws. Imagine yourself alone on a desert island, he says, performing the mitzvot on the list would still achieve what they were designed to, ask, to accomplish. Like if you were left alone in an island and it's Sukkot and you build a sukkah and you're eating coconut inside of that sukkah, it is accomplishing the, the mitzvah, you're doing it. This is the purpose of that mitzvah, is that you should sit inside of a sukkah and, 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 and make a bracha inside of a sukkah, and this is the whole purpose. So this, despite the fact that there is no one else around. So he says here, so that fasting for misdeeds and prayer does not require an audience. Like in the olden days, it was very common that when people wanted to do teshuvah, they used to fast, do long fast. Like they would fast for, I don't know how it was, but they used to fast, even their teeth would fall down. And you don't need an audience for that. Today we do it with tzedakah, it's better than say, just say today it's, if you need to do teshuvah, give a good amount of money. So a sukkah is meant to make you recall Hashem's care for you. This is a reminder that God is the one that takes care of you. 
and, and, the, and by extension it's meant to make you think of Hashem's care for you in your own life because it reminds you of, of the sukkahs in the desert when the Jewish people were wandering for 40 years and how God took care of them but at the same time it makes us remember that Hashem takes care of us Shabbat reminds you about Hashem's creation of the world and all the mitzvot allow you to develop your connection to Hashem so Shabbat really is it's between you and Hashem it's, it's, it's a reminder that God created the world and he, and he rested and that we should also have six days in which we toil and which we work and which we perfect the world and then there comes a day that we have to let, live, let it be and, um, and let Hashem uh, be Hashem and connect to our neshamas. So all these mitzvot allow you to develop your connection with God. It creates a relationship with God. This is what he really wants. It's a relationship. Um, yesterday I heard something beautiful. It says, uh, the speaker was saying that a relationship is as strong as the least interested party. So what is it? A relationship is not 50-50. If I want to be your friend and I give 100% of myself, but you are not interested in my friendship, you really don't want to be my friend and you give zero of yourself, then the relationship is not going to be 50-50, it's going to be zero. So for a relationship to really be a relationship, the two people have to be involved. Each one has to give 100 of themselves for it to be 100. If not, if I give 100 and you give 30, then it's going to be 30. If I give 100 and you give zero, it's going to be zero. It depends on the person that gives the least. That's where that relationship stands. So the same way Hashem gives us 613 mitzvot because he wants a relationship with us. This is the way in which we connect to him. This is the, 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 the phone call for him. This is how we show him our love. So when we are doing 100% of ourselves, the relationship is going to be 100% because Hashem is always giving 100%. But the relationship with God is going to depend on how much you give. Not on Him, on you. So, so all this is to develop our connection to God without the need of any other human being. So these are the, the, the mitzvahs that are, have to do between between that are from the heart. So on the other hand, you can't give charity to yourself or honor your parents uh, who are not there. These type of mitzvot are unachievable without people and are not primarily directly sol solely towards you. They're, they're, they're towards other people. So though the, in truth, ultimately, everything we do has an effect on others, perfection of mitzvot that are hovot halevavot, that are from the heart, uh, obligations of the heart produce an entirely different kind of human being. A true balbitajon, as we discussed in chapter 3, is inevitably an inspiration to others. So a person who's given a hundred of himself to God, he is going to inspire other people. Even if he's working on his relationship with Hashem, it has nothing to do with anybody else. It's going to come out. Like the beams of, beams of the sun, the rays of the sun, it's going to shine out. So I want to wish you a beautiful week. Remember to give your 100% in everything you do. Do the best you can. You don't have to be anybody else. You don't have to try to be what you're not. Just give the best of you. This is what Hashem wants. That's it. Give the best of you. 
at that moment the best you can give if that day you're not feeling well and you can do one song because that's all you can do you're giving the best of you the effort counts so remember live a little higher thank you